Welcome to Candleside Gaslighting, where lying is encouraged and the truth is confusing. I'm your host, Shakota Woolsey, and I am here to detect any lie that could be told to me. I will be reading three different stories, two real and one fake. Then I will use detective skills to discover the lie. So light your favorite candle and join me by the Candleside for a journey of fact and fiction. Hey guys, so today we actually have four stories for you guys that Josh wrote up for me from the Google form that you filled out for us. We really appreciate all the stories that got sent in, and if yours didn't make this episode, it could be in a future episode, so be on the lookout for that. We will have our Google form linked if you haven't given us a story yet or if you would like to send in another one. These stories can be completely anonymous if you want them to be, so no need to worry about that. We won't always use suggested stories because we will be changing the format of this podcast to groups style podcast in a couple of months. Eventually, it'll be my roommates and I gaslighting each other from our own stories, but we will keep the form up for special episodes or if we want to throw in one of your stories for fun. So go ahead and light your candle if you haven't already. I got mine lit in here. (laughs) They're in little skull holders that my parents got me for Christmas. They're pretty cute, but yeah, I think we're just gonna jump right into this. This first story was sent in by Kyle. So he says, One day for dinner, I decided to get some chicken tendies, and like the lazy piece of shit I am, I took the elevator instead of the stairs. And as soon as I enter the elevator, dead ass, no cap, I see on the floor a singular slice of Texas toast garlic bread. And if it could look back at me, it would be staring me down into my soul. When I reached the tendy place... There is no one else there except the employees. I got my food. (laughs) Nobody else has been through there since I got there. I was the only person in the elevator this whole time. The garlic bread is still there, staring back at me, but swear on my life it moved. Not far, but it was not in the same spot as it was before. So, I actually know Kyle, and I feel like this is true. I 100% believe this one's true. Um, So for now, that's what we're going to keep it as. This one is 100% the truth. Sorry for laughing so much, but that was was a good one. (laughs) I am sorry that the garlic bread moved. Um, If it did, maybe maybe it's fake, but I still think it's this one's true for sure. I think we are going to go ahead and take a quick break and we will get into the next story after this. You are listening to Candleside Gaslighting, where we take a journey through fact and fiction. Hi guys, and welcome back to Candleside Gaslighting. We are going to go ahead and jump right into the next story. Um, This story was sent in by Eli Williams. So Eli says, Last spring, I was walking in the park with my girlfriend named Macy. While walking in the park, we saw the Joplin Tornado Memorial section. There was a concrete slate that contained all the glass and broken pieces of memories that was left behind from the tornado. Macy decided to walk toward a hall with a fountain in front of it. The wall had all the names of those who died by the tornado. Oh my gosh, this one's gonna make me cry. Uh, okay. While she was looking at those names, I decided to put my hand on top of the slate and felt broken pieces that were left behind like broken memories. That is when my eyes started to water and my throat got dry. 
My memories of being underneath my house, not my house, but my home, it was difficult to get up from underneath the heavy weight of boards. My family was there and they had scrapes and bruises. We were all safe. A few seconds later, I decided to walk jog and look for any people needing any help. I just saw others helping and I went to help as much as I could. Seeing those upset faces and knowing that there were more people that lost more than me. It hurts so much knowing that there are people and their pets in my neighborhood that didn't make it. After I took my hand off the slate, Macy came over and gave me a kiss on the cheek and we left the park. Whether this story is real or fake, let this story be a reminder that we need to be grateful for what we have when something like this happens. There will always be enough love in the world and we will always get back up after we are pushed down. Oh my gosh, that one... That's a really good story. I like that one a lot. I really like the message you added in at the end. I'm not for sure if this story is real or fake, but it was really moving and I really appreciate you telling this story. You wrote it really well and it was really touching and I hope that it touches people in a specific way. So thank you so much for sharing this story. I think at this time we're going to take another break. So we'll have the last two stories for you when we get back. You are listening to Candleside Gaslighting, where we take a journey through fact and fiction. Hi guys, and welcome back to Candleside Gaslighting. We're going to go ahead and jump right into these last two stories, and then Josh is going to come on and tell me which story is fake. So stick around for that. So this next story was sent in by Zach. Zach says, A couple of years ago, my grandfather was kicked in the chest by a steer. He was trying to tag its ear without putting it in the holding pin. So I had to take care of feeding and counting his cows while he was in the hospital with a punctured lung. It was a fairly simple job. Put the feet in the troughs and yell, feed cows! They would rush up and I would count them. This would take all day because there were 400 head. Everything went smoothly for the first two days. On the third day, there was a problem. I got down to the last batch and there were two cows missing. I had to go track down the two missing cattle. So I locked the final batch in the feeding pen and took the gator, a farmer version of the golf cart, into the pasture. I searched the main 150 acre plot, nothing. The only other places they could be was the back 50 acre of the creek you have to cross to get there. When I came up to the creek, there was a single cow there. Although, I couldn't use the gator to get across the creek because it rained the night before. <laughs> the water was moving fast over the homemade concrete bridge. I knew if I was to cross it on the gator, it would have gotten stuck. I got out of the gator and put the farm Winchester rifle on my back. I crossed the creek with my good old knee-high muck boots. As soon as I crossed and got to the top of the hill, I could smell iron and something burning. I walked the pasture, following my nose. At the very back, was a black mound in the tall grass. When I got closer, I noticed a large amount of blood on the ground. Damn coyotes. When I got closer to the black mound, I noticed it was a cow sitting in the grass. Didn't you hear me yell feed? 
Are you deaf? The cow didn't acknowledge me. It stared off into the distance, unmoving. What's wrong, girl? I went to put my hand on her back, but that's when I saw it. Half of its body was blown out. Its organs shot out into a straight line where it exited out of its stomach. One of its eyeballs looked disintegrated. It was covered in burn marks and charred chunks of flesh were hanging off of it. It smelled like burnt hair and pennies. The ear tag was melted into a pile on the ground. This couldn't have been an animal. The ground beneath it was black. This cow was struck by lightning. I didn't have my phone on me. It was back at the house. I knew I couldn't bury it for fear of getting the tractor stuck. I just had to walk back and give grandma a call about what happened. It was about to get dark by now. I decided to look for the other cow in the morning. I walked back to the creek. I was about halfway to the creek when I heard a woman scream. I stopped dead in my tracks and crouched down. I didn't recognize the voice and it was close like it came from the creek. I snuck my way to the hill above the creek, making sure I was hidden in the tall grass. Once I looked down into the creek, I saw two slender black figures on all fours walking around the gator. I didn't get a good look before I ran back to the back of the pasture and I hopped two barbed wire fences to get onto a gravel road. I don't know what I saw. I just knew I had to get out of there. I walked three miles to get back to my grandma's house. It got dark as soon as I stepped in the house. I called my grandpa to tell him about the cow that got hit by lightning. He said that he has only seen that one time before. Then I asked him about large black creatures by the creek. He said those are black panthers. Black panthers? There aren't any black panthers in Kansas. Yes, there are. There were so many deaths caused by deer jumping out in front of cars in the late 50s that the government released a decent amount into the plains to keep the deer population down. They are considered to be cryptids in Kansas, but I saw them. They are really here. They killed that other cow. So that one was interesting and it's almost unbelievable. But at the same time, there is a lot of little details in there that makes it almost seem like it's true. Um, <laughs> it's interesting. I really like the way it was written. Um, I don't know. I don't. I'm not sh for sure. Um, let's read the last story real quick. It's literally like two sentences. So we'll, we'll come back to that one. All right. So this last story was sent in by Granny. Granny says, I must be getting stronger in my old age. When I was younger, I could carry $25 of groceries. Now I can carry $85 worth. That's funny. That, that one's real. All right. So um, I think this is going to be between two of these stories. Um, that's gonna be difficult. I think the two stories that could be fake is the Black Panther story and the tornado story, possibly. I don't know, the Black Panther story has so many details, and the other story is almost like it is using something that actually happened to create a message for people. I don't know, I will feel really bad if this isn't actually fake, but I think that it definitely could be. I think I'm gonna go ahead and go with the tornado story as being fake. Because I think Zach is trying to confuse me with this story, and I think it might have actually happened to him. Um, I don't know anything about Black Panthers being released in the 50s, but uh, it honestly sounds believable to me, so I'm kind of interested. I don't know. I guess we'll see. I will have Josh come in and see what it is. We are going to take one more quick break before Josh comes back and tells me if I got gaslit or not. You 
You are listening to Candleside Gaslighting, where we take a journey through fact and fiction. Hi guys, so we are back and I am here with my boyfriend Josh. Um, He put together all of these stories in a document for me so he knows which ones are real and which ones are fake. So he's here to tell you which one is the fake story. Okay, so the first story was submitted by Kyle about the grilled cheese in the elevator. It was not a grilled cheese. Grilled cheese. It was a Texas, Texas toast. toast. <laughs> I, I always, I've heard this story plenty of times and I always remember it as grilled cheese, but it's indeed Texas toast. And yes, that is a true story. He has told that before, but we thought, you know, Dakota might have forgot. So I put it in there. The second true story was the one submitted by Zach, which he submitted it as a true slash fake story because it is a true story. But it's not all his. Part of it, the part about the cow being struck by lightning, was submitted by one of our good friends, Blade. The whole thing was submitted by Blade, but the other half, the part where the Black Panthers are alive and well in Kansas as cryptids, is his cousin's story. So he he submitted it in the category of real slash fake, but for the purposes of this show, I went ahead and classified it as real. Uh, because they're both real stories, it's just... It's one person submitting two different people's story. Last but not least, the fake story was submitted by Eli, and his was the story about the Joplin tornado and stuff like that. So yeah, you got it right. Also, the story submitted by Granny, yeah, it's a true story. We just have to accept that now. Also, I apologize for the bomb of emotions that may be caused by the second story. I just thought it was beautifully written and could possibly get Shakota to think it was true. So I'm honestly kind of surprised I got that one right. And thank you, Josh, for coming on and telling us which story was fake. But I think that's all we have for today. So I will talk to you guys later. Thank you for tuning in to Candleside Gaslighting with your host, Shakota Woolsey. We will have a new episode up every other Friday, and you can find us on Spotify under Candleside Gaslighting and on YouTube under Foresight Films for Candleside Gaslighting and other content. We will have a Google form linked for any questions or suggestions that you might have. But once again, this has been Candleside Gaslighting, where lying is encouraged and the truth is confusing. Don't forget to blow out your candle.